Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another brand spanking new edition of the Sunday Card, the Week 13 edition, the post-Thanksgiving Mortem edition, December football now beckons in the halls of the 2021 NFL season. Can't get more excited. It is a time where we need to put our nose to the grindstone. There are five, count them, five weeks left in this whole season. Five weeks, six weeks, actually. I forgot about another another game. Totally forgot about that. What, am, what are we talking about? Six weeks left in this entire NFL season. It's going to go deep into January, but that means that we need to put our nose to the grindstone because we are right at the cusp, right at the cusp of having the gambling war continue. Dan Zampano, Matty Ice, Matty C. Matt Silberth, ready to go to work, hard hat on. Here we go. And, of course, our producer, Mr. I win every week, Mr. Bet the Narrative, because the narrative is always right. And it continues, continues to just dominate the season. Lou Paracone is here as well. Matty, tough little week. Not it was it was a grinder. That was definitely a grinder week. A lot of difficult decisions that had to be made and a lot of difficult losses that took place. We both go two and three. We both lose our specials. Not something that we particularly love to do. I felt okay with it because the Patriots won and the Broncos won. So personally, we felt good. And plus, before I even introduce you, got to give a shout out. Sorry. Got to give a shout out to my Michigan Wolverines. Humongous. Mm. Humongous. I, in all the years of being a sports fan, that one ranks right up there. That's pretty close to a Super Bowl win right there. That was, that was a special moment. I was happy we were able to watch that game together. I could see the joy, the elation on your face was um, – well, you know, it was one of those special moments. It was a big sporting moment. I mean, how could you not be excited for that game when it was big, big noon game, snow on the field, in the big house? I mean, that was a that was a hell of a game. So that was a good way to kick off. Well, it was not to kick off the weekend because really the weekend kicked off on Thanksgiving when where you, you were fat and happy and I was still fat, but I was sad because Matt Nagy could, <laughs> didn't want to get a touchdown at the end with like two minutes inside the 10 and burn all those timeouts. But um yeah, it was kind of a, it was a long week. A lot of stuff to every, there's so much to gamble on this week too. From Thursday straight through to Sunday, there was just there was action all over the place, and, and it was just in, kind of we dragged our feet through the through the mud through the stuffing. Oh yeah, I mean, and you add in all the college basketball that goes on, yep. with the Big Ten ACC Challenge, and the Bahamas, and the whatnots, and you have Gonzaga playing Duke and UCLA. I mean, all this stuff. There's so much there. But Sunday and Thursday, and especially Thursday, where we saw, of course, you know, Nagy not doing the timeouts, or Dan Campbell calling two consecutive timeouts, which was horrendous, one of the worst calls uh, of all time. But uh, it ends up a loser for you. But, um, yeah, I mean, Thursday was a long, long day and just getting everything in. And we can discuss it now. Um, right now, if we go just through what we did in Week 12, um, obviously we'll just do you first and we'll do the losers to get them out of the way. Detroit and, and Chicago, obviously that happening. What the heck? I mean, Carolina seemed like a nice story, but now they seem like they're just completely falling apart. And all of a sudden the dolphins have a chance at the playoffs. The dolphins have won four in a row and people are saying Tua might be back. Tua might be on the level of Justin Herbert again. Like what kind of topsy turvy world am I, am I living in? I'm glad you brought it up because I was going to say, uh, I can't remember if I'm two, my two feet out of the bandwagon. I got like one, I got like one toe still hanging onto the two bandwagon of might be on the same level as Justin Herbert by the end of this year. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of a few games that we're talking about right there. If we talk about both those quarterbacks, I mean, mm-hmm. Cam, Cam just, I don't know what that was five for 24 passing the ball. You forget that he's a quarterback and he does have to throw the ball sometimes. I mean, that was atrocious. That, that, Throw that game out the window. Throw the Carolina. I think I'm done with Carolina. No Christian McCaffrey and, and Cam back at the helm. I don't know. You know what you're going to get every week. Uh, and then the other game, I was say, so the Broncos end up getting the win uh, over the Chargers. And it, Herbert did look bad. So I could see, you know, it's like the, the past three weeks, one has been on a severe uptick in two, and one has been, you know, kind of losing his sharpness in, in Herbert. So uh, it's, it's glaring right now. It's definitely a hot topic. I'll say this too. The Dolphins and the Broncos are the two teams that are really hot right now that nobody's talking about. I mean, Denver has won three or four. Miami has won four in a row. And all of a sudden, because they're on the back end of what is, and people just don't expect anything out of them, 
but Denver's got a shot to win the division still. And we've been, I mean, at least I've been saying that for, for a couple of weeks now is that that defense continues. And obviously the big one on Sunday night against the chiefs is going to show us the, the two night games this week are Huge. so humongous. I mean, like really humongous, even the Thursday night game with Dallas and new Orleans is kind of a big deal, but those two Sunday night games, Denver and Kansas city. And then obviously the big one, Buffalo, new England, massive implications. Yeah, those two are huge. And obviously, we had a couple of those last week. If we want to keep going through the games from last week, obviously, one of your losers, Minnesota and San Francisco. I mean, that oh. really was coin flip game, field goal game. And it just, you know, kind of came out on the wrong side of it. Um, eh, you know, does San Fran have their mojo back, their swagger back? Mm, it looks like it, but they are just so unpredictable to me still. I, I'm still not ready to jump back in two feet. Yeah, I, I, you know, and now they get Seattle this week. I mean, San Francisco – all of a sudden figured out, and we, we kind of saw this, the first time that Kirk Cousins has really turned the ball over uh, a little bit there. And, and Dalvin Cook getting out of the game didn't help matters. But San Francisco is starting to find their edge on defense. They're finally healthy. Uh, their corners are able to cover. Um, you know, they get Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel running out of the backfield. Both of those guys, I mean, absolutely tremendous. San Francisco is starting to, to move toward and playing their best ball when it matters most. That's the whole thing. The whole crux of this whole season is playing your best ball in December and January. And if teams are doing that, then teams are going to, are, are going to come out. Well, let's get to uh, just one other game or a couple other games here. Uh, Rams and the Packers. This is one of my losers. Packers continue. Packers do what the Packers do best. And they can just continue to get every single bounce of the ball. Doesn't matter. Getting, Kenny Clark, Rashawn Gary dominating on the defensive line. And to me, I figure something out. I'm taking the Rams out of my Super Bowl contenders. I'm taking them out. I think they're a soft team. That's what I think they are, especially up front. And you know how I feel about trench warfare and fat guys and how they dominate, and that's the key to the success. I don't think the Rams' offensive line can hold up against a good D-line, and I'm taking them out of my Super Bowl contenders until further notice. They got this, they're like the super team narrative. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, mm-hmm. it's like the Eagles team. It's, you know, you get all these studs and these flashy guys that all want the attention. Like, are, are they playing as a cohesive unit? Are they playing as a team? Are they bought in? You know, look at the Patriots, as you could say, perfect example, yep. not a team filled with a bunch of flashy guys, but everybody's doing their job and buying in like things out in LA. Yeah. They're just not, it doesn't feel like they can win tough games. They're beating bad teams. That's all. As if you look at their wins and losses, like outside of the bucks, the, you know, the bucks uh, in week three or four, They've lost every good opponent they face. Yeah, and and now they lose Daryl Henderson possibly this week. He's questionable, and, and that's the thing. That's the Rams used to be like Todd Gurley. They used to be a running team, and now ever since they've gotten Matt Stafford, now they're just throwing the ball over the yard. And what happens all the time when this comes down to December and January? All the time, it's who can win those battles up front, and the Rams just don't seem to want to do it. Yeah, and it's I think Stafford's nursing an injury. You know, like they were yeah. kind of talking about it, and he's you know he prides himself on being like the toughest guy in the league, so he's not going to tell anybody about it. Even though if he rested two weeks to get into the playoffs and be healthy, you know, guy he can't be too thick-headed there. Um, but he's definitely hurt right now; it doesn't look as sharp. Yeah, take a, take, he can he can take a message. Him and the Browns can both take a message. Uh, I mean, with their quarterback situation. Uh, real quick, let's just blow through these. Uh, the Jets beating Houston. I mean, congrats, Lewis. I mean, can. Congratulations. I can't say anything else, but oh, yeah. congratulations, Lewis. Because, I mean, get, being up 14-3 in a game and then losing to the Jets unanswered 18 points, I deserve to get slapped with in the face with a fish. Zach Wilson throwing interceptions on, on shovel passes off of his oh. tight end or fullbacks back. I mean, and you still lose that game. <laughs> Pretty good week, Lewis. Pretty good Goddamn week. Goddamn Jets. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. That's about That's it. About That's it. it. I got nothing to tell you. I found out late that they were winning the game, and I go, no way. What a surprise. <laughs> I wasn't even watching. I was like, oh, they're winning. <laughs> How glorious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what a Sunday for Lewis. I bet the narrative wins with, though, the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots, minus six. That was one of my winners. Um, Patriots, again, to me, though, I'll tell you something. I thought the game's outcome of the score was much uh, did not indicate how close the game was. Yeah. I thought it, the it, game was much closer. It got blown up a little at the end, but it was, it was a nail biter uh, all the way through the third quarter. I think it was, it was very close battle game. The Titans had the ball inside the five could have made it a one possession game in the fourth quarter and were missing three of their best skill players. 
I, I'll tell you what, if the Titans are fully healthy, I don't want to play them. They got to get a kicker. We got Fat well, Randy. Fat Randy's yeah. just missing kicks <laughs> left and right. And he helped us out on Sunday, no question about it. But, you know, and, and the other thing, too, is and, – and we give some credit to the Titans, but, man, I mean, the Patriots just – when you need a turnover, when you need a play – you just, you just, I mean, they just get it. And, and Mr. INT does it again. I mean, JC yeah. Jackson, not just the interception, but the punch out fumble was the biggest play of the game because they run all over the field. Duggar is awesome. Duggar just like makes plays all over the place now. Yeah. Duggar's, Duggar's going to be a superstar. Once he starts trusting himself, he's going to be a real weapon. Um, excited. Maybe we talk about that game. Maybe we don't. Uh, I have a feeling we might. Um, yeah. And then the final one here for me is the Raiders. Obviously, that gets done in Thanksgiving. I mean, look, the Cowboys did not play well, uh, but they played good enough to win the game. There's no question about that. And it's clear, clear that they're they're really missing Cooper. I, and I think Cooper makes such a difference. Um, and, and in terms of defense, too, I mean, Carr was able to throw it to Sean Jackson, resurgence again here. Uh, a guy does it for every team out West now, apparently. I mean, he's just really doing a good job. And I think the Raiders got themselves snuck out a win, snuck out a win, because I thought the Cowboys really – they didn't play great in the first three quarters, but the fourth quarter they came back. Um, and, and Dallas taking a tough L on Thanksgiving where everybody said, you got to save got to save Dallas for Thanksgiving Day. That's, that's, a, that's a lock, stock, and barrel, but too many points. Too many points. Uh, yeah, and that, what a game that was. At least, we, at least we got one, you know, shootout. I, I – I, Gave out the under of the show last week. I'll say that as an <laughs> informal pick. Very stupid of me. That was not good. Um, but yeah, Dallas, the defense is, is kind of showing showing their weaknesses now. They're not creating a turnover every every game or two turnovers every game. Like they're not that great of a defense. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say they're a great defense. I say they're an average defense to me. Well, no, but but from no, I'm saying, but like earlier this season, it was like, oh, did the Cowboys figure out their defensive problem by basically like yeah. you know, when they drafted seven seven rookies or whatever they did this year well i think dallas also is not healthy like they're yeah. missing randy gregory they're missing marcus lawrence they're missing tyron smith they're missing uh lamb and cooper i mean they're missing a lot of guys so i think once they get healthy again and get reacclimated, i think they'll be okay they're going to win the division by default i mean really because right. the other teams just stink evidence by your yeah. great pick of the giants uh, beating the eagles how about that? How about that segue? Yeah, I mean that was just you know that's well that the Giants win ugly. I'll, I'll take that in an NFC East game. I will take you know home team getting points every time, especially against a team that's kind of been rolling. That everybody's saying just when you get believing in an NFC East team is when they're going to let you down. I mean they, <laughs> we haven't learned that before. So uh, yeah, that was talk about winning ugly. That was winning ugly last week with the Giants. Man. And the Giants played terribly, but they <laughs> got four turnovers. Yep. I mean four turnovers and it hurts just turning back into a pumpkin. I mean. Go back to running the ball. It's not that difficult. Of a, I mean, you don't turn the ball over. I think the Eagles clearly win the game. But, you know, the Giants just sometimes stumble upon Ws. Every, even, a, even a blind squirrel finds a nut. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah no, yeah. no question. And and the final one, just real quick, Tomlin, not a spot for Tomlin there. I mean, what an embarrassing loss. Nope, nope, nope. we got to throw out any, any Tomlin stats as long as Big Ben's playing. Got to throw him out because Big Ben, I mean, does he start? Like this, are they starting him this week? Oh, they, yeah, they have to. Uh, I, I just, I feel like, so what, do they have a home game this week? That's the thing. I think they're I think, home I against next the Ravens. Uh, dude, like, just Talk about another like, mind boggling one there. Just say it's his last game. Make, you know, it's got to be a home <laughs> game. Just like, feel like, let's give Big Ben the farewell. We don't got to make him play these last five, six games. This is ridiculous. Oh, it's, it's very tough. Somehow, some way, the Steelers still alive for a playoff spot, uh, and that's the AFC this year. So everybody's alive for a playoff spot, and everybody's alive for a playoff spot in the NFC. To be honest, there's just less of them, so uh, less spots to be had. So it's going to be very exciting going down the stretch, Maddie. I'm excited. Everybody's in the hunt. Yep, it's in the hunt season, baby. Break out the perkas. Let's do it. Uh, let's get right into it. By the way, under the weather loses Green Bay and the Rams gets blasted in the second quarter. I'm like, all right, well, what can we do? We get Denver on the money line parlay, Pittsburgh, tough little, tough little draws we just talked about. So let's just move on right into week number 13. And I'll tell you, I hate every single one of my picks. I just can't stand. It was a very hard week to find somebody that I liked. 
Yeah, I was curious as far as if you were, you know, you're reading the numbers, you're punching in the, you're punching in your calculations and your system that you have. So I, and I, I saw your, your power rankings and I'm interested to see uh, and maybe some of the ones that I picked, I think might be aligned with, I think I kind of referenced your power ranks a little bit when I was making my picks this okay. week to see uh, just to compare where I was at. And it, and it made a lot of sense, but yeah, it was ugly. Um, you gotta, you know, these teams aren't dead yet. These teams are still, you got a lot of guys playing for contracts and it, mm-hmm. just as much as these teams are bad and maybe out of the playoffs, you know, we've said there's only, and that's the other thing too. As much as we're giving up on teams because they can't win the Super Bowl, these teams are also fighting for playoffs, believe it or not. Like it, yep. it's as bad as they might seem. So, you know, they're all professionals. They get paid every week to play this game. So there's a narrative, mm. as we say, perking the ears up of Lewis, who, by the way, wins with Patriots minus six, as we've talked about a million times, is basically undefeated. I don't remember. I Maybe you have one loss that I can remember Lewis having all season. He's unbelievable. Go ahead. I think my one loss was when I – with my heart, pick the Jets week one. That I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. 100%. So they haven't lost since week one. That's pretty freaking good. Um, and missed a couple of weeks in between. I think we only missed two weeks of you. But, the, the, I mean, still, like, hey, we'll take excellent it. job. Week 13, we'll take it. <laughs> week 13, we'll take it. Um, I, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. 10 and 1, we'll take it. But uh, as we were saying, there is a narrative about Super Bowl teams and who really we believe is good. Most of the league sucks. <laughs> the most of the league sucks. That's what I have to get from this. The league this year, I see maybe three or four teams in the AFC. And now I'm really only looking at three, maybe four teams in the NFC that I really think can win the Super Bowl. Everybody else sucks. So, I mean, you want to talk about teams. Well, they didn't play this team and they didn't play that team. And this team is not as good as this because they didn't play. Guess what? The whole league is injured. The whole league sucks. So, you know what? You got to take some bad teams. You got to take some bad teams. And that's what I'm doing this week. I, I have four dogs and one favorite that I actually don't like. And all you're going all five, aren't you? We got five dogs special coming up here. I absolutely love it. I absolutely – I'm very – I was very close to taking all five dogs, but I'll, I'll save uh, maybe something that you might have. Um, okay, so for the season, that puts us at two and three for the week. For the season, I am 2838, 2838, 2831 and one. Maddie is 2930 and one. The under the weather is six and seven. The funny line parlay is three and nine, but up 20.2 units because last week, Maddie absolutely hammering that AFC South special. Um, Maddie, since you are up in the rankings, sir, pick or punt? I am going to pick, but I have a game that I'm going to play here because I can't decide who I want to take my fifth pick. I love this. uh, I'm doing what you did to me a couple weeks ago. So this this was going to be my fifth pick, but I don't know if I should stick with it because of a quarterback injury now. It's going to take the Giants plus five against Miami because I'm sick of these Dolphins and just keep running up. But we could have Mike Glennon playing. Yikes. We're doing that, or we have to go back to our old, reliable, another teeter-totter team that I think I have now, a team you got to get on and you got to get off, the Chargers. Everybody hates the Chargers after last week, thinks they stink. Everybody loves the Bengals. But the last time the Bengals crushed a divisional opponent in the Ravens, they lost to the Jets. <laughs> I don't um, know where to go here. Uh, I, I, well, I can make this one pretty easy for you because I love the Chargers this week. Yeah, I, all right. I, 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 I love feel, the Chargers. I, we gotta, if we're gonna, we didn't mind meld it all last week, and we didn't have winning weeks. So I think we got to get back to getting on page. Chargers. I, hey, we got a lot of dogs coming up, so I like this. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't have much for, for numbers in this game. That's really – this is more of a, a field play and just seeing where this is at. I feel like getting the three on the Chargers is – you know, I, I like that a lot. I, I just like getting that field goal number. And the one weakness, obviously, that we always talk about when we're talking about betting against the Chargers is the run defense. And I think that maybe a lot of people are coming seeing Joe Mixon's big week last week and, and feeling that. But in the past three weeks, the Chargers' yards per uh, rush attempt allowed – has gone down by a full yard from their season average. So they were allowing 4.7 as a season average. Last three games, it's at 3.6 yards per carry so or yards per attempt. So I'm thinking maybe they have that a little bit more under control. Again, I'm just I'm waiting on Brandon Staley, the guy who had the best defense in the league with the Rams last year, to figure something out to stop the run. So um, I, I think that Cincinnati is going to be more wanting to pass the ball more anyway. So this could be – and this has the potential to be a shootout, obviously, with these two quarterbacks. Yeah, no question about that. But here's another thing. And, and, and I'll tell you this, there are four main components for me about why I like the Chargers. One, if the Chargers run the football, they'll control the pace of the game. 
what happened last week with, with Pittsburgh was that Pittsburgh gave up a ton of yards on the ground. Uh, and Joe Mixon, if that happens, and remember, the Bengals are a very slow-paced team. Bengals are a very slow-paced team. They are the second slowest uh, team in terms of pace of play uh, in the league. So if, if you can keep the ball moving and the clock moving and Austin Eckler is going to get a ton of touches, I really like that. Short road dogs. Short road dogs have been very favorable this year. I really very much like the fact that this is a three number. I would have liked it a little better at three and a half, but even on a money line spread, I almost would probably think about putting the chargers in and the money line. I don't want to over jump you and maybe that might be one, but I, I, I am very much thinking about putting the chargers on the money line because I think this game is dead. Even my numbers had this as Bengals minus one. So I am feeling not great about it, but it's one of the few numbers that I actually matched up with, uh, I matched up with money and bets that actually favored me in my spot. So and that's the other thing too. Number 77% of bets are on Cincinnati Bengals, but only 58% of the money. So I think sharps are also coming in on the chargers as well. The nines come down from three and a half to three. And then the other thing, because this is an even game, I like the coaching matchup and the coaching advantage. I think Staley will be, have a better game plan than Zach Taylor will have uh, Zach Taylor's personnel really saves him from his coaching. Uh, more so than anything else. He's done a lot better this year. There's no question. But I think Staley will have a game plan in place. Look, are the Chargers against, good against the run? No, but they are improving their numbers. And they've been much better the last few weeks. The one thing that I also am going to say, Bengals, questionable on the offensive line, a couple of guys. Chargers, same thing. But I trust the Chargers offensive line a lot more than the Bengals to win in the trenches and get some sacks. I like the Chargers plus three. Yeah, I'm glad. That's a good mind melt. I think that we're I, – I really do think that's the right side on that one. Mm, mm, good start. Good start. I know we were saying, you know, we were having, you know, ailments and injuries. I'm playing hurt with this cold sore that I can't get rid of in my mouth. It's December. It's getting cold. It's freezing out. People are miserable. We – this is the time to stay alive. This is hibernation time. We don't just hibernate. We hunt. We do hunt. <laughs> we are hunting. Uh, and Dan <laughs> – I hope you don't get cold feet on me now yeah, with these guys because they nervous. let you down. They let you down, but we, we got to do this one. There's another one we got to take here. We're back with the Houston Texans plus nine at home mm. against the Indianapolis <laughs> Colts. I know this probably didn't make your list because they just stunk it up for you last week with the Jets. And I, I was not obviously not in my picks for the show, but I was riding with you on that one. So that one was gross to watch, but. This, I think this is just another too many points kind of thing for his lose cheering for the Jets. Uh, I think this is another too many points situation of just a divisional matchup at home. Um, obviously, like the Colts were going to win that game last week if they didn't poop all over themselves like they've, they've done. But again, I just – it's like, oh, if they didn't do this, if they didn't blow the lead in Monday Night Football, if he didn't throw a pick six on the goal line. Like, this is the Colts. Like, this is what we're going to get out of them every week. They just have brain farts and they can't close out games. So I think Houston – uh, getting nine points at home, just again, hopefully having a better effort. Another teeter totter team. If we could hopefully follow, they you know came back with the loss. We got a win, loss again. Time for another win, uh, hopefully with Tyron now back in the lineup. Um, and this one for me um, is showing just heavy, heavy, heavy action all on one side. Uh, the Colts are getting ninety percent of tickets, ninety-two percent of money. Mm. Now I have a couple other games that are showing similar signs of this and. Something I think I've picked up on this year and what I've like kind of been learning more about is we're looking at this on a Wednesday right now, middle of the day on a Wednesday. They books don't allow, uh, you know, big bettors to put a lot of money down in these games. yet. There's like a $5,000 cap. You can't bet big on these games early. So what you can see a lot of times is these groups will put all their money towards one side that they aren't actually hoping to get, push the number up a little bit. And then as soon as the window opens up where they can put their, their six and seven figure bets down, they come hammer the other side when that line's moved a couple of bit. So I, I, cause I, I picked up on this a couple times a year when there's that big money difference there, you know, all heavy 90% in money and tickets on one side, it is very different come Sunday morning and the line has moved a lot. So I'm hoping I'm getting on this line. It's up to nine and a half now again. So see, we're getting ready. We're getting ready to drop the hammer. We're trying to get it mm -hmm. to 10 and drop the hammer on it. So uh, I'll take Houston Texans plus nine and a half. I, I, listen, that game was so tough for me. There was a couple of games. Again, like I said, my numbers don't match up with it. I would have to go against my numbers to take the Colts. I'm taking my number, uh, excuse me, to take the Texans. Um, I'm taking my numbers uh, against my numbers on a couple of games because I have to. But again, with this matchup, 
when we get into this point in the season, to me, it's about matchup and fit and what you really think. And yes, nine and a half is a lot of points for the Texans. I think the Colts really lost that game, obviously, against the Bucs because, you know, number one thing was turnovers. And, and Wentz throwing up a ball and, and them getting pass rush and this, that, and the other, and the Bucks taking advantage of it. And, of course, when you give the ball back to Tom Brady with two minutes to go, the game's over, especially in the Dome. Can the Texans replicate the same thing? We keep waiting on the Texans, waiting on the Texans, waiting on the Texans. We get them against good teams with the Titans, but then they play some bad teams like Miami, like the Jets, and they throw up stinkers and lose. So this might be another one of those teeter-totter games, another one of those teeter-totter teams with the Texans. Take them against good teams, fade them against bad. I don't hate it. I don't hate it, especially as a divisional dog. But I got a different divisional dog. Mm. I got a different divisional dog uh, for my number four pick. God, do I hate this because it goes against one principle but heads in the direction of another principle. Maddie, maybe I'm getting on your bandwagon here, but. I like your Broncos plus nine and a half on Sunday night against the Chiefs. And I know you said it last week. Oh, you said man. lock it in Chiefs next week off a bye. Have to lock it in. My numbers say different. My numbers say different. This was the, the biggest discrepancy I had in my numbers was Denver should be. I had Denver again, extreme ends. Denver as a one point dog uh, on the road against the Chiefs. I just think this number's too high. I just if this if this was six and a half, if this was seven points, I'd be like, okay, like I can understand that Chiefs being a but we made the same damn mistake last year. Remember last year we we had this game Sunday night in Kansas City. Chiefs were like a 13 and a half point favorite. And we said, Well, now it's gotta be the time the Chiefs are gonna cover this game. There's no question about it. Blah blah blah. And what did the Broncos do? They went in and they almost snuck that game out. And I get it. Vic has been terrible in terms of winning the game uh, against the Chiefs. That's a problem. But the Broncos haven't allowed more than 16 points in a game since week six. Vic Fangio is 18 and 12 as a dog, uh, as the Broncos head coach. And I really like that 18 and 12 ATS. And let me like, let me give you a, a look at these, the passing numbers that the Chiefs have faced. Again, we talked about it last week. The Chiefs just haven't faced teams that run the football well and haven't really faced really good teams. You look at Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys missing, by the way, Cooper and Lamb and Tyron Smith with the offensive line issues. They threw the ball 43 times against the Chiefs. The Vegas Raiders, again, not a very good run team, threw the ball 35 times. The Packers with Jordan Love, mind you, threw it 34 times. Recipe for disaster. And the Giants, who... Again, maybe another recipe for disaster. It doesn't matter what they do. 33 attempts through the air. These are the Broncos passing stats the last few weeks. Broncos, Chargers, Broncos against the Chargers, 25 passes. Against the Cowboys, 28 passes. Against the Washington football team, 26 passes. The Broncos run the football effectively. And that's why they won all three of those games. And that is a reason why they can keep in this game. They may not win it. But I think that Vic has seen this team too many times to not have a game plan against them. I like the Broncos because they are have the ability to not have to rely on Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy covers in a very scary cover spot. I'll take the Broncos plus nine and a half on Sunday night football. I mean, yeah, that's that's a that's a bold pick. Obviously, yeah, because a lot of trends there of just like the Chiefs off the Chiefs off the buy, uh, just Chiefs as big big point spreads, you know. But, oh, man, that's tough. I, I'll be with the in heart and spirit, obviously, for the Broncos. <laughs> but that is that's not on my card this for for the show this week. I'll tell you that. I do want to give you one. I do want to give you one more thing about this. This game is that Sunday night. Look out for the wind. The wind is big mm-hmm. on Sunday night. 20 mile an hour, 20 mile per hour winds in Kansas City on Sunday night is what it's calling for in 30 degree weather. I don't hate. If there's a lot of wind in this game, missed field goals here and there could drive the number lower and could drive possibility to wedge those two teams together. Just saying, I know it's a very scary pick, though. Yeah, I mean, and I like the under in that game, too. Obviously opened at 50, down to 47. Chiefs unders at home and Arrowhead are, are fairly notorious. So I, I do like the under in that game, too. Number three. All right, number three. We're not getting any prettier here. 
We are definitely not getting any prettier here, but this is another one that I think the elements are going to come into play and advantage to the home team, Chicago bears up there in the great white North. Um, Possibly some, some cold temps, some rain, maybe some sleet. If it gets cold enough, who knows some snow, but uh, I'm seeing some, some bad weather up there and we're getting Arizona back off of a bye, and we're getting Kyler and I believe Deandre Hopkins back for the first time in five weeks for Kyler and like six, seven weeks for Hopkins. So I just, I'm betting on this as maybe Arizona is not going to be super sharp coming back. Yes, they have the bye, but we've been fading teams off the bye this year. Um, that, you know, the record is not as good this with the, all the practice modifications of what they could do during the bye week. It's not like they have two full weeks of practice um, just to, to pump a new game plan into the team. So uh, I just think that Chicago's willingness to want to run the ball. I mean, that's what they want to do is pound the rock. Obviously, we could see Andy Dalton. We could see Justin Fields in this game. I would like Andy Dalton to start, I think. Um, but the upside of Fields to to move, run with his own feet would probably be an advantage against the um, the Cardinals. But I, I think that the, the Bears' MO is they want, to, they want to run the ball. So in a game that if it could be raining and, and crappy um, and Kyler coming back outdoors, you know, an indoor Arizona warm weather state team going up to Chicago, uh, first action in a few weeks. Uh, I think maybe they're just not going to be so sharp. So hopefully bears can stay inside this, uh, you know, over a touchdown number of plus eight. And this is another one with the money um, kind of all, all one side, Arizona, 75% of the tickets, 97% of the money. Um, And so I'm thinking that this line will close Sunday, much closer to seven, maybe six and a half, Mm. honestly. So I I think that this eight and I've seen it down to seven and a half, a couple places. So I think this closes a little more like seven and a half, six and a half, or sorry, seven to six and a half. Um, come Sunday with some with some action coming on the Bears. Yeah, my first inclination on this game was Bears just won a game. The Cardinals haven't had their quarterback. They haven't had the receiver. Now they're getting them all back. And then I looked at the weather and I said, oh, man, this is going to be brutal. I do like the under in this game. And I'll tell you why. I, the Cardinals defense is actually really, really good. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the best in football. Um, and they play really well. And the Bears offense is horrendous. I mean, just awful. So what what the Bears are going to have to rely on is their defense to keep them in this game. Because, uh, uh, you know, can they do that? That's the whole crux of the matter. They're not going to score. They're, they're just not going to score points. And, and they'll score maybe 13, 14 points here. But can they hold the Cardinals under three touchdowns? That's basically the whole premise of this whole game is can you hold Kyler Murray under three touchdowns? Cold weather, rain, small hands, tough. My first inclination is to take the Cardinals, but I, I, this is why I just couldn't even go there with this yeah, game because yeah. I can't trust the Bears to hold them under three touchdowns, and I can't trust Car- Kylo to score. So God bless, Godspeed, my friend. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Try, this is another we're trying to win ugly. This has got to yep. be defense, turnovers, fumbles, just, yeah, ugliness all yep. over. Yeah, and you want an ugly game to, to, to happen in that scenario. I have a very ugly – I mean, I can't even believe that I'm going back to this because I, I, I've, took, I've taken this team before this season and they've done good to me. And uh, I just think it's time to take them again. I oh, freaking boy. hate this. This is very ugly. I know where we're going. I think you might. I'm taking the Jaguars. Oh, I was – they're like dirty cat. I thought we were going it was a bad here. cat dog. This is a very filthy cat dog. Very dirty. <laughs> Just throwing his dog ball all over the place. He's 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 going to the bathroom on the carpet. You know, like this is a cat dog that I don't want to take. But thirteen points for the Jags in LA against the Rams, who are losing all over the place. I mean, they've just lost all these games. It's like, man, you know, you would think here. Rams off of a few losses, you know, they're probably super desperate just to get a win and just be happy to look in the, on the schedule and see Jacksonville there. And I think it's a sleepwalk game for them. I think they sleepwalk through the first half and they probably win it in the second. This game kind of reminds me a little bit of that Jets game last year. Rams were coming off a bye. And I think the quote that we got from one of our friends was uh, the Rams off a bye against the Jets is like, is like Bobby Flay having three weeks to make a Caesar salad. I think that was one of the great lines I've ever heard in my whole life. Um, <laughs> but I think it's similar to that game. And then the Jets won that game outright, a 17-point dogs. So uh, the Jags, 
look, I can't give you any numbers to, to, to justify this. There's no numbers that I can tell you. The, the Rams I have as a top 10 team in my power rings. The Jags I have as the 32nd team. So, but I can tell you this. Jaguars, last four weeks in terms of yards per attempt through the air. And this is what I'm talking about with the Rams. If the Rams don't run the ball in this game, they're going to get in trouble. They're going to get in a little bit of a dogfight. Last four weeks for the Jaguars. Against Buffalo, they only allowed four and a half yards per throw. Against Indianapolis, 4.8 yards per throw. They won the Buffalo game and they, they covered for the Indianapolis game. Even when they didn't cover against San Francisco, they only gave up 6.8 yards a pass. And then they didn't cover this week against Atlanta, but they stayed in the game and had that chance to win it at the end. And Atlanta, 6.1 yards per pass. The Rams are beat. Stafford's dealing with an injury. They're beat up up front. The Jaguars are very good against the run. That's one of their really good things. But if Carol Henderson is not there, how much are the Rams actually going to run it? Is there a dangerous – you're smiling over there. What are you doing? You do not have I'm looking at. I'm just looking at one of my next picks and just thinking about what you're thinking. I'm not going with the Jags with you. I'm not okay. with the Jags. But it's I might disgusting. have one you're going to hate more. Oh, great. Um, but I just think the Jags are going to be able to hang around. I just think they're going to be able to hang around up front in the trenches. I, I like the Jags. They're not going to score. They're going to score 10, 13 points. But, hey, let's hold them to 24. That's all we got to do. Jags uh, plus 13. Man, that is tough. I mean, gross. Is, uh, Ur- I mean, Urban's halfway out the door, right? Urban's trying to get any <laughs> college job that he can get right now with, you know, an Notre Dame opening up, which – I'm sorry. I don't understand that narrative I, I, with all of the things that this man did in the offseason. The Catholic University is going to hire him. I don't think so. I, I, but I, <laughs> I don't that, think ever. that's a great look. I understand he coached there before, but that is not a holy man necessarily uh, to be bringing it to your, to your <laughs> university. I know we're coaching football here and not not preaching, but. Matt, the power of Christ compels him. You know this. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. So I don't know. That's a tough one for me. You know, like we were saying, like Rams do beat the bad teams and this kind of feels like maybe a, a beat up spot. I, I don't know about a sleepwalk coming off of a, a, a kind of a heartbreaking loss to a, to a big NFC opponent. I don't know if a sleepwalk is coming this week. That's, Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. You think I mean, it's terrible. I freaking hate it. It's awful, but I, it's my number three pick. I got the Jaguars. That tells you the state I'm in right now. I'm just completely just, Oh, I'd hate this week. Hate it. Go ahead. Number two, number two. We're, we got to head. We're going back to the West Coast. We oh, got to get Maddie back Rams. on the West Coast vibes. And the NFC West done be dirty recently, but we love another divisional dog in this one. Seattle Seahawks plus three and a half at home. One of the best home field advantages in all of football in Seattle. Yes, they've looked bad. Obviously, Russ, since he's come back from his finger injury, has not been good. They have lost every game since he's come back, but he's progressing you know i mean he's he looked a little bit better against washington he didn't look great really they did ha- they had an entire lack of running game uh, against washington last week on monday night football but seattle has had kyle shanahan's number this is this is notoriously a, a, a Pete carroll kind of matchup seattle's won the last three games that they played each other and since shanahan took over uh in uh 2017 seattle's eight and two against the spread or, or sorry eight eight and two straight up against against um the 49ers um, San Fran doesn't have a, a top 10 run defense. They're a middle of the pack. They're about league average. Um, but they're also missing, as far as on the offensive side, they're missing Debo Samuel now. Debo Samuel is the engine for that offense as far as running him off the edge. He's the first player in the Super Bowl era to have five touchdowns, five rushing touchdowns from the, the wide receiver position, which is just crazy. So he's a huge part of all of their offense, the short pass game, which Jimmy G specializes in, can only throw it five yards down the field. And and running the ball. So I think they're missing like a huge part of their offense. Um, and then this is another, I, I guess three and a half at home in Seattle. I th- that might feel like a trap. This does feel a little trappy to me um, that this line hasn't come down. Um, but we are seeing all action again on this one on San Francisco, 82% of tickets, 89% of money. So I'm hoping that maybe if this hits a four, you are going to see again, sharps out there, just drop the hammer on Seattle here and take, take them at four points as a home dog. So we are going to keep riding the dogs. You ride the home dogs. So this is definitely where you saw my power ratings and, yes. and use this. Yes. No question. It's where I use them a little <laughs> yep. bit. I, 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 as soon as you say Seattle, uh, and listen, I can tell you this <coughs> for my numbers, and you know, it's, my numbers are going to agree with you. 
My numbers had Seattle's a four point favorite in this game. Um, amazingly. And, you know, I have Seattle's top 10 team in my power ratings, but the, I, I just think they're incredibly unlucky. They're an incredibly unlucky team. It's, th- this Monday night, they played really bad. There's no question about that. Like this was a bad game. And the one thing that has me hesitant about them, um, look, Seattle's, Seattle's really good uh, in a couple of categories. They're really good in the red zone. They don't give up a ton of uh, touchdowns in the red zone. I think they're like 50% in the red zone uh, in terms of that. And the other two, the other thing too, is that they're, they have had the hardest schedule in football. Nobody's had a harder schedule than the Seattle Seahawks. San Francisco has been playing much better because they're healthy. But now that Debo's out, how does that affect them? My hesitant, uh, my hesitancy towards this is that I don't know if Russ wants to be there. Mm. Like there were throws on Monday night that I saw that I said, Russell Wilson makes that throw every single time. And I just, I, I cannot. I, I don't know whether he actually wants to be in, in Seattle or not. Are you questioning Russell Wilson's professionalism? Yep. Are you, are you questioning his character? That is, that man has the most character. He's got more character in his pinky, his broken pinky finger than he does in your whole body, Dan. Okay. That man is loaded with character and pride and, and playing with integrity. He, he may not show it, but I think, I think there's something going on there that I don't think he's at this point in my estimation, I think either Carroll will be fired or Wilson will be traded. I really, I really believe that. I'm not sure that he wants to stay just from the looks of it and stuff I'm reading online and from insiders and what have you. And I know the internet's hundred percent truth all the time. Right. But you know um, I, I just get the sense that Russ is just, that he's so frustrated with this season. So, so frustrated. And I'm not sure. I think his wife is also pressuring him to get to New York. I think that's a, that, that's something that's really coming on. Hey, um, not I, that team, the other team, Lewis. The other oh, we don't know. Oh, that. Sorry. We don't know that. <laughs> I was going to say a little home. I mean, there's going to be a team in green Bay. That's going to need a quarterback next that season too. as well, back up and up there in Wisconsin. So a little, uh, a little homecoming from the college days, the alma mater. Days, it's so. it's going to be a fun off season with the with the quarterbacks. If we have Russell right. Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, and like the Sean Watson situation still got to be settled, like it's going to be a very interesting. Teddy Teddy Bridgewater and Ryan Fitzpatrick are always out there. Who's going to get the consolation prizes? That's that's like the opening act there for them. Um, where are we? Number two, number two for me. Oh, I completely missed this game. This is really my number five. Uh, because I just threw it on the end because I just, I, I, I don't, again, we're talking about quarterback situations. Um, you couldn't decide between the giants. I kind of had to throw this in there. I, I, I think it's the perfect time, the perfect time. If this guy wasn't hurt, it would make it so much easier. And we would know if we knew he was playing hurts, Jalen hurts, mm. Philadelphia Eagles, uh, perfect time to take the Eagles. Awful loss, get to go to the same exact stadium and play a team in the Jets that just literally stumbled their way uh, into a victory. So to me, uh, I just think the Jets dealing with the running attack and the running style of the Eagles, they'll have no idea how to deal with it. No idea how to deal with it. But do we get Gardner Minshew this week? Do we get Minshew Magic? If they were, a, I, I for a second, I, I didn't, you know, I was looking at the game and I heard Minshew and my first thought is if I can get Gardner Minshew getting points, I would have taken that a hundred mm-hmm. times out of a hundred, but laying six and a half, even though it's the Jets is scary. If it's Gardner Minshew. I, I'll tell you though, we talked about this a few weeks ago. We stopped getting on the first time starts of these backup quarterbacks. I know. And they have just performed and it would change the Eagles offense completely, you know, for them to have to do this. But, I mean, he might be a better thrower than Hurts. Like, I'm not that much of a concern, especially against the Jets. I'm, I'm not that much of a concern. Look, the Jets, I mean, we could go through the Jets numbers if you want to. But, you know, I mean, we're talking about third worst in completion, def- uh, def- defensive completion percentage, second worst in defensive yards per attempt, worst team in the league against uh, – worst team in right. the league against the okay. opponent's passer rate. All right. I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying. We, we got can, it. And I, I decided I should. So <laughs> – <laughs> Sorry, but uh, but yeah, I, I just like the Eagles minus six and a half here. Whether Hurts plays, and really maybe whether Hurts doesn't play, because I think it changes the game plan to allow the Eagles to actually be able to throw the football. So 
minus six and a half. Well, there's your favorite for the week. I mean, that's that's a favorite to take if you're going to take, take him against one of the bottom three teams in the league. So, and then, sold you know, out fading the Jets off of a win, also probably pretty good. But you're just Eagles money line bets and in a couple parlays, <laughs> and I'm sure those will be those will those will cash for you. But. Eagles Eagles in a teaser there. Uh, right yeah, there. yeah, great, I mean, yeah, great teaser. Easy teaser. There. Not for nothing. Pair it up with Seattle. Seattle. I can't. I don't have the numbers. I gave it up a few weeks ago on the pod of like Wilson when he's between a two and three point, and you could tease up through uh, a touchdown. He is like almost perfect when you when you bet him on that plus two to three number. So great, great spot. We just gave a teaser out there with those last two picks. Right. Um, Eagles Seahawks teaser. Go birds. Yes. Um, well, speaking of birds, Dan, you're gonna you're gonna howl. You're gonna scream. Um, Oh no! We've, oh we've, no! We've relapsed. Please don't do this. We're relapsing. Don't Please do don't do this. Don't do it. I know what you're the talking Atlanta about. The Atlanta Falcons. Oh plus no! Eleven. Oh, we were doing so well. <laughs> we, we were we were clean. We were clean for a few weeks. We were really clean for a few weeks. Oh. But you know, this game just chapped my ass earlier this year when they lost this game down in Tampa Bay. I'll tell you what, this game just chapped my ass. When Matt Ryan, they were covering all game, and Matt Ryan throws two pick sixes, not just interceptions, pick sixes in the fourth quarter to blow the game up up by like 20 points. They were like a 10-point dog in that game or a 9-point dog, something like that. They are now at home as an 11-point dog. And if you don't know, when Cordero Patterson's on the team, this team could run the football. This team could move the ball downfield with the secret weapon of Cordero Patterson. So Tampa Bay's not been good on the road. We also fade them on the road as far as against the spread. 11 points, divisional game. Matty Ice just don't throw two freaking pick sixes in the fourth quarter and get me this cover. For me. He shakes his head. I, I don't have any words for that. I just, I, I, that's the type of game where <laughs> you deserve it. And that's all I'm going to say. You deserve it. I deserve whatever I get. You deserve exactly what you get. Now, I've tried to talk you off the ledge. i tried to talk you out of it. And, yeah, they, you know, the Falcons, they played pretty good last week. And, you know, they've had some covers here and there. And I just I, – I don't understand. I hey, don't. That's a team that's in the hunt right now. It's a team that's very much in the hunt, the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, getting one at the deli. Everybody's in the hunt. <laughs> God, Number oh 11 is what we're taking. <sighs> Jeez. <laughs> How else do you top off a five dog special without the chili, <laughs> without the chili on top that's gonna have you in the Porta John in about five seconds flat? We might really have to go to Magic City after that one. Holy cow. <laughs> Holy cow. They got good wings. I'm in Pepper Lou. He knows. He oh, knows. I know. Fantastic yeah. wings. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine's not much better. I mean. Mine's, mine's not much better because it's gross and you're really not going to like it at all. Because I hate that quarterback. You hate this quarterback. So right back at you. Because I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm taking the Steelers against the Ravens as my number one pick of the week. Pittsburgh Steelers rivalry game. You can have the same reaction. Go for it. I don't care. Pittsburgh Steelers because the Ravens are frauds. The Ravens are frauds. The Ravens are hollow. They're a hollow team. That's what I will say. They get all – you want to talk about luck. They get all the luck in the world. Baltimore living on the edge all year. They have scored 17 points in four of their last five games. No more than 17 points in four of their last five. Um, turnovers last week were absolute killers. Four interceptions. Who wins a game throwing four interceptions? Who does that? When you play the Browns. Uh, the play of the Browns. By the way, the Browns turnovers – we're talking about a Jarvis Landry fumble on a pass and then another fumble in which Baker literally just the ball just falls right out of his hand. I mean, you talk about turnover. There was nobody around him. He literally was moving too quickly for his body and the ball fell out of his hand. Can you believe that? Those are the turnovers that the, that the Ravens were able to get. By the way, Brown's missing kicks. Brown's doing uh, Brown's missing extra points. I mean, seriously, seriously, the Ravens just get all the luck. Last two weeks, yards per carry for the Ravens on offense versus Cleveland, 3.4 yards per carry for the Ravens versus the Bears, 
3.6 yards per carry against the Bears. I don't care that it's Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley can run the football just as good. Not that just as good, but he can run the football um, on, on par with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, nobody can run it like him. But Tyler Huntley is just good enough to run that offense. Um, and then, I mean, you look at this. Most plays in the league given up of 20 yards or more. 51 plays they have given up of 20 yards or more. Minus seven turnover differential. And they're also giving up a ton of sacks. They've given up 36 sacks. That's second worst in the league. Pittsburgh's got 30 sacks. Look, Pittsburgh desperately needs TJ Watt to play in this game. I get it. He's on the COVID list. Will he play? Won't he play? There's a chance that he plays. There's a chance he doesn't play. He's got to get those two, two things done. Luckily, it happened earlier in the week on Monday. Hopefully that. But they do get Joe Hayden back to come play corner for them. Pittsburgh has just gotten killed on the ground. Killed on the ground. But they can get big plays to the air. I think, listen, we got to take them because people have now left them for dead. And this is the team that we can take them against. The Ravens, as much as I loved them in the beginning of the season and said they were going to be the number one seed and this, that, and the other, they've proven to me that they're a really hollow team that gets a lot of luck. And I think the luck runs out this week, taking the Steelers. I like the spot. I mean, I like the spot, but man, yeah, I just, I'm done betting on Big Ben. I, I can't do that anymore. I just feel like all the numbers that you, you have for, for Tomlin and Ben are just empty this season with, with how bad he is, with how, you know, he's in a wheelchair back there. Basically, you can't, can't move, can't turn, can't turn on the turf. I mean, th- there was the sack last week that he literally just – the guy was laying on the ground and he basically like ran into him and just fell like an absolute sack of potatoes and, and just took himself down. So, oh, man. The Ravens have been – are the extremely lucky team right now. I will say that. They have been – the – getting every retired running back to come back. That has not worked. That strategy has not worked at all. I don't know where Tyson Williams has gone. He like had one good game where he ran the ball like crazy. And they're like, Oh, Latavius Murray and Devonta Freeman are back. That's perfect. It's like, I don't know what we're doing. I was surprised Todd Gurley hasn't been resurrected for that team. Um, they can bring Adrian Peterson in if they want to. Yeah. Yeah. I do like, I mean, you gotta love, gotta love the spot. Tomlin dog, home dog. Take it every time, right? Plug your nose. Don't don't look at the don't look at the rosters. Just look at the coaching. I feel like with those five picks, I just saw like my grandmother naked. Like that's that's what it oh that's what it feels goodness. like making those picks. Just that yeah, gross. That's, yeah, that is that's gross. Yeah, yeah. There's your Ooh. image. There's your week thirteen image. Parting Ooh. gift. Heebie jeebies. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Absolutely okay, terrible. let's move on from that as quickly please, as we can. Let's, so I can let's stop. Please. Please. I'm, de- yes, I'm depressed. <laughs> Sorry, Lewis. Um, uh, before we do the specials, let's bet the narrative. Here we go. This is a classic winner every time. I might put like, you know, five, six units on it because it's just, it's, it's going to win. So, uh, no pressure. Bet the narrative. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure. All right. Well, as I've been looking at these lines here, uh, the Giants line has been moving on our book. I don't know if you guys have a different on yours, but it was at the Giants were plus four. It went to plus five. I think it's back to plus four. I don't know what's going on. Wow. Uh, I just don't trust the Dolphins, but that's not my bet the narrative pick of the week, but I do kind of like the Giants. Uh, Dan, you know where to find water. We're going back to the well. You know what we're doing. A little Monday night Mac Jones versus the Buffalo Bills, plus three, hammer at home. Let's go. Billy Belichick's going to have everything ready for that. Josh Allen, don't you worry. No problem at all. Also, uh, I won't make it an official bet. Denver plus nine and a half. Matt, Oh, I like him. I do like him. Oh, I man. really do. He's riding with us this week. Uh, oh, with just our, with our fandoms this week. He's, right. He's messing with our hearts. New England is the official bet, but I do like the Giants plus four, plus five, whatever it is, because I'm still – they beat the Eagles last week, and I know it wasn't pretty, but I look at Hurts the same way I look at Tua. I could see them doing it again. Uh, also, Denver, just because. Kansas City, questionable. Nine and a half is a lot of points. The official bet, Patriots plus three, which is exactly the number I had of that, by the way, on my numbers. Yes. Patriots plus three is the official bet. We are giving out a special three-team parlay, three-team money line parlay as well. Giants, Broncos, Patriots. How about it? Can we do that? Yeah, I, I got to pull, pull the odds up on it. Money line? Yeah, I, I, hey, listen, I, I'm just telling you what I like. 
That's all. And and so you know, week. I'm gonna every I'm week just I just gonna hammer everything. That I like. That's it. I'm 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 hammering everything right. I, the Patriots though are just they're so hot. Their defense is incredible. The defense is the best part of the team. The Bills are so hot and cold. It's it's like uh, Bill Belichick's gonna be ready for this. This is no problem. All what, three of those three. are just winning. Plus three. You're getting yeah. plus three odds. You're getting Look, knocked, yeah. Short road divisional dogs. Oh yeah, no question. Short road. What what is the what is the uh, odds on that? Go ahead. All three of those probably together uh, would be plus twenty six hundred on the bet. So, I'm putting at least one unit on it. Yeah, I mean if I don't, I won't guarantee it. You know, but I do like it. I I would put an absolutely responsible large amount, the largest responsible amount of money that you could put on this. <laughs> responsibly. So good. Out of the bay, out of the mouth of babes, unbelievable. I I love it, and it's in. So <laughs> that's really great. Um, I I love it, Lewis. I love whatever you say. You're the oracle. Um, even if it doesn't win, I mean, look, I'm, I'm not gonna go down with the ship. I gotta ride with my guy. It's the narrative. I hate the narrative. Ride or die, baby. Let's roll. Let's go. We're rolling out with okay. Mac Attack. And old Damian Harris. I saw him in the club. I saw him out partying, having a good time. Yeah, I excuse me. Yeah, Mac, Mac Jones and Damian Harris. Yeah, they were out having a good time. They're like best. Oh friends. yes. Oh, oh yeah. no, yes. Alabama oh, yeah. guys. Alabama mm-hmm. guys. Mm-hmm. All oh, right, that's right. Yeah. Got his roll, roll tide this week against roll, dogs. Roll tide. <laughs> roll, roll tide. Got it. Got a root for roll tide and go big blue this week. Roll tide plus three. Let's roll. Let's ride. Uh, tide plus six and a half. By the way, not a bad bet. Uh, Matt Silbreth, before we get to you, the under the weather. I did mention Kansas City and Denver. That is not the under the weather game. You mentioned Chicago and the Cardinals. That is not the under the weather game. My under the under the under the weather game. You talk about chilly. Let's get some skyline over in Cincinnati, shall we? Cincinnati Bengals, LA Chargers. We like the under. As we said, Cincinnati, we mentioned this. Second slowest pace of play in football in terms of plays per second. They have like 30 seconds between every single play. So that's, uh, again, second slowest pace in the league, only allowing 23 points in the last two games combined. And here's the weather. The Chargers and the Bengals are going to be playing in 56-degree weather where the winds will be 10 to 15 miles an hour, sustained gusts looking about 14 miles an hour, one quarter inch of rain is expected in Cincinnati on Sunday. There's an 80% chance of that happening. The over-under is 51. It is very high. I know you're saying sexy quarterback matchup, two of the best quarterbacks from last year's draft. That's exactly why you fade it. I'm taking the Chargers and the Bengals. Everybody and their mother is going to be on this over. I'm taking the under. Yeah, I agree. That's that's definitely just a fade the public play too, because that's I mean that's my my dumb brain immediately. I didn't even look at the number. I said, oh, over. You know, I, I thought immediately. It's like a like a uh, Rorschach test. I just immediately thought over when I saw those two teams. Okay. Well, you get to close it out. We just had a very exciting, giant, juicy line parlay all of a sudden just come out. But I think, Matt, you know, we trust him too. We're up 20 units with these money line parlays. Bring us the magic. Not so giant, not so juicy, but I do love where Lewis's head is at because – the first leg is the New England Patriots plus 120 against the Buffalo Bills. I just, I'm there, their team, they are rolling so hot. I cannot get in their way anymore. I'm hoping I am not getting on too late. I'm not getting on at the end of the station, but uh, New England plus 120. And we will match that with our hand selected number five pick that we share, Danny. And that's the LA Chargers plus okay. 143. You put those two teams together, both some short dogs on the road. The road dogs have been fantastic this year. And that'll give you a plus 450 return. So pretty nice. Pretty nice for two short dogs, road dogs that have been hitting. I kind of like that. I like that a lot. I'm not even going to play. I, I, I'm about to put that in right now. Like, <laughs> responsibly. Responsibly. Responsibly one unit. That's all. Bolts, Pats, everybody feels like everyone is on us. It's a little scary. Yeah, being in that situation. It, it is that part of it. This is the game on Monday night in which we will find out who is good and who who is who really is. Who really is. I think it's going to be a dog fight. I think this might be the best game Monday night football has had since that Chiefs-Rams game. I really do. Dan, I have a question for you. Yeah, go for it. 
I if Matt Jones goes out and wins on Monday night, do we start talking about MVP talks? I can't see it. I knew Matt would say no, but I had to ask Dan. I had of to. Of course. Yeah. Offensive rookie of the year is absolutely on the table. I think he's maybe even surpassed Jamar Chase. I, I was but, yeah. Um, at this point, and it's great having that ticket, by the way, at seven to one. But I, I really feel like um, if they win this game, there it, it, it's it's Super Bowl now. Now it's Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking Super Bowl. This is now the we're first talking game. Los Angeles. Now we're talking LA. Like and and honestly, for both teams, for both teams, yeah. because Buffalo hasn't really beaten anybody good either. I mean, they beat the right. Chiefs, but the Chiefs were reeling at the time. Like. Buffalo really hasn't beaten anybody. The Patriots really haven't beaten anybody in terms of they've beaten good teams. Those teams just haven't been healthy when they play them. So they've gotten a lot of luck. Trey White now out for the season for Buffalo. Again, more Patriots injury luck. Is it's I mean, it is what it is. As you saw in my power rankings, I have Bills number two, Patriots number four. This is the best matchup money can buy. Everybody and their mother should be watching this game. I am so freaking excited to take back the AFC East. I'm so excited. Um, it's going to be great. It's going to be hell going into that psycho place. There's going to be buildos all over the field. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, it's going to be great. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's the game we're waiting for that for Monday night. You know, I feel like it's been a while since we had maybe uh, the best game of the week be the Monday night game that we can all look forward to. Holy cow. That, that is exciting. We got Michigan Saturday night playing Iowa to get into the playoff. Massive Monday night Patriots. I mean, this is going to be, this is going to be something. The Mac Jones jersey is now in hand. It is it is here. Ah, finally. Brought out on Monday night. So I'm very, very excited. It's a very exciting weekend coming up. And a big Sunday night, Maddie. Get excited. The, the, the division on the line. Chiefs, Broncos. Like, let's go. Like I will be, not... I will be in the air, but I will be on JetBlue. So I will be watching that game oh, live from my seat. Good call on the airline. Man, that's a professional right there. Getting the airline, you got to be JetBlue or Delta. That's the only way to go with the TV. Need, need the TVs. Need the TVs, especially I'm flying at nights on both, so I'm going to have games on. That's why I, people like the morning flights. You know, I'm kind of liking the night flights as just far as entertainment value. Are you are you going uh, – what time is the flight? So I'm leaving at 8.30 tonight uh, out, of, out of JFK. Uh, it is for a big – Big weekend for your boy. I am going down to play TPC Sawgrass down in Jacksonville uh, on Thursday. So I am very excited. That course is going to eat me alive. I'll try to lose less than a dozen golf balls uh, while I'm out there. But um, on the 17th, yeah. And then I think uh, we're boarding around 730 in Jacksonville coming back. So I'll be able to watch pregame and everything. And then, you know, probably uh, probably listen to the game in the uh, second half of the car ride on the way home. That's a tight, tight, tight uh, window there a three hour flight back from Jacksonville getting in back in probably around 10 30, 11 o'clock, something like that. Yeah. Tight for the fourth quarter. That's going to be, Oh, that's, that's a good, that's good. I like it. Good stuff. I'm going to oh, be on making, making them want to turn the TVs back on after we, after we landed. <laughs> Smashing live bets by the Wi-Fi, <laughs> by the Wi-Fi. Um, that's so good. It's so good. Uh, I'm glad everybody had a good Thanksgiving. It was good to see you both uh, over the week. And I'll see you again in like two or three weeks. So that'll be really, really solid. And we'll get a football Sunday in, hopefully. Um, any final thoughts, Matty? Man, just hoping everything goes as well this week. It goes better this week than it did last week. We got to get back to our winning ways. We got a little mind meld happening. I think we embraced, you know what? We said the board was ugly. We had to take the dogs. We plugged our nose and we did it. We didn't sucker out. We didn't take big favorites. We had to stick to it. It was just hard, hard to swallow. This is not the week to cave in to the big babes. This nope. is the week, if anything, to dig your heels down. Absolutely. Get on the, get on the five-man sled and let's frickin' roll. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. John Madden right there. Don't worry about the horse being blind. Just worry about filling up the car. <laughs> John Madden. John Madden. Cool. Can you make that like the title of the episode, maybe? I don't know. That might be the title of the episode, folks. Uh, Lewis, great to see you. Hope to see you next week. Uh, and uh, I hope you're right about every single thing you said this week. Me too. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I hope we're all right. I hope we all win every single. Yeah. Can you imagine double five and O's? Oh. Money. I mean, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be going on the Ritz Carlton. You're staying at the Ritz Carlton, right? This weekend, if everything hits. 
Of course, of course. I'm buying the Ritz if we. Uh... Yeah, I'll, I'll be in Florida another week. I'll I'll yeah. book another round at Sawgrass. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, it's always great to see you guys and always great to see all of you and hear all of you on the Sunday card. You can listen to us every Saturday and Sunday on Sports Country Radio. That's at sportscountry.net at 11 a.m., 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. on Saturday. And then again at 11 a.m. on Sunday morning to get all your picks in. Obviously, listen to us on everywhere you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts, that's where we are. Follow us on Twitter at the Sunday Card, where we post the picks every Sunday at 1130 a.m. For Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silver, and for Lemon Pepper Lou Paracon, I am Dan Zampano. We thank you for listening to the Sunday Talk.